Three weeks after announcing that the A's were going to be moving to Vegas, they have a new site in Las Vegas. Welcome to the madness, you guys. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 568 of Locked On A's podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about the new, new Las Vegas sites for the Oakland A's because everything's going great. <laughs> ah, these guys are idiots, but hey, we're going to talk about their idiocy today. It's going to be great. And then we're going to talk about a couple of injury updates for Ramon Laureano and Mason Miller. Uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on with them. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with Dallas Braden's statements concerning the whole Glenn Kuyper thing. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. And just, uh, you know, I, I'm not here to pass judgment on the statement. I'm here to just show you the statement is really all that I'm doing here. So that's what we're going to do on today's show. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making the Lockdown Ace your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe uh, or, you know, just subscribe if you're listening to wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Lockdown A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at inside the ace um also if you're on youtube and you've already subscribed make sure to like and comment down below because that is how the youtube algorithm finds other fans like yourself that may also like this podcast that's how we keep this the steam engine a rolling is just likes and comments is really how <laughs> that that's the sauce right there uh but let's talk about this new las vegas site uh on monday night uh the nevada independent was reporting that the A's were still exploring sites in Vegas, despite having a binding land agreement with uh, the, the the Wild Wild West, the old Wild Wild West Casino. Um, they, they decided, uh, hey, you know what? Maybe we want to pay a dollar as opposed to buy this land. Or maybe we want to go somewhere else. Well, they have, in fact, gone somewhere else, apparently. And I know that I am an Oakland A's fan, and I sound... A little too excited right now, but it's because this is bananas, and I don't know that any of this is necessarily good for the A's moving to Vegas. So that's why, if you're questioning why I'm happy, uh, or at least acting happy, it's because this is insane. It's an insane time that we're living in right now, and so I'm just being happy about whatever. It's fine. So let's get into the whatever and see if it is fine. Uh, on... Tuesday, that's today, the Independent is now reporting that the A's and Bally's Corp, which is the place that owns uh, or is leasing the land uh, that is the A's are now currently going to, <clears throat> uh, they have an agreement in place to build a $1.5 billion stadium on a portion of the Tropicana Las Vegas site that is from the Las Vegas or the uh, Nevada Independent. Uh, the change in venue, this is also according to them, the change in venue is expected to lower the amount of public financing from $500 million to the steel price. Not steel as an S-T-E-E-L, but like uh, the... the, the like Ricky Henderson steals bases. It's a it's a steal at 395. 
Not $3.95, it's still $395 million. But, uh, wow, what a deal for the people of Las Vegas, knocking $100 million off of the public financing cost right there. Uh, why didn't they Why didn't they lead with that? Here's, I guess, why I'm happy. It feels as though the people of Las Vegas are like, wow, this guy's insane. He thinks that we're rubes. Let's not, whatever the ask is, let's say no. That's that's the vibe that I'm generally getting on social media from the people of Las Vegas is, I don't like this guy. Can we not have baseball? Uh, I'd rather have no baseball than John Fisher baseball. And that is arguably the right attitude, honestly. I think that everybody that likes baseball has that attitude about baseball. They don't want John Fisher. They would like they like the sport, just not John Fisher. And so kudos to the people of Las Vegas who do who have caught on so quickly. Um, it has taken us a while, and uh, good good job. Good job, everybody. Um, so Bally's would then, Bally's is again leasing this land, would demolish the Tropicana, which seems like it would take some time, uh, and allow the A's to build on their vast expanse of nine acres. Nine acres. That is what the A's are going for now. It is... Now completely a ballpark project. They don't need the ancillary goods and services. They don't need uh, their own hotels. They don't need uh, affordable housing. They don't need these bar. No, they they what they've got is a ballpark, which, funnily enough, is what this whole thing should have been the whole time. They could have actually had the the ballpark built by now, if it had been a ballpark the whole time. People are like, oh yeah, everything with uh, California is ridiculous. You can't build anything there. Well, when you make it a ridiculous project, yeah, it's kind of hard to build here. You got to go through a lot more tape to get things built. And they were still only $88 million of parts on terms, according to Casey Pratt sources. So uh, just, a, just a weird thought there is, uh, yeah, they still got real close in California and now they're like, oh, how about we demolish this old Tropicana instead? Um, it might not be the only Tropicana that gets demolished before too long. Sorry, Tampa Bay Rays, um, because they are looking for a new ballpark as well. So they might have to demolish Tropicana Field is what I'm saying there. Anyways, um, so that is where we are. Uh, a nine acre plot of land that used to belong to the Tropicana and now the A's are going to build a bar ballpark there. Um, how that works, I don't know. How big is land, I don't know. But I, I do know the, the land that they were going after before, Howard Terminal, I, I read somewhere that it was 56 acres. That is how much land they wanted for that project. Again, it was a project, not necessarily just a ballpark, but still, that's a lot of, that, that's a big gap in land mass. 56 to 9. That is a... Unfortunate football score. Um, the previous Las Vegas sites, the one at the Wild Wild West, that was 49 acres. Again, Tropicana, their current sites, nine. Nine acres. What's changing here? Has anything actually changed? Are they scrambling? Are they just trying to get a deal done because they have burned Oakland and now they're, they see the writing on the wall that they are burning Vegas real good in Vegas. Not a bunch of rubes like they thought. And so they're like, how about we just try and do this thing? And we'll, we only need... Okay, again, but by just doing quick math, and this isn't like real math, but 49 acres, you need $500 million. 
Nine acres? You need 395? How does that work? It seems like they're paying for more. Also, if the if the ballpark costs the same amount, why do they still need... Why is it such a smaller piece of land? Some of the math isn't mathing to me, and maybe I'm dumb. I don't know. But maybe it, it still feels off in just general math. So, just... Some fun things there. Um, Bally's, uh, as I've mentioned a couple of times, leases the land in question, that, that the Tropicana stuff, uh, from gaming and leisure properties. So that sounds good. <laughs> so there would be no land acquisition costs. They, they saw that $1 price tag for that other piece of land. They're like, no, too expensive. You think I have egg McMuffin money? I don't. How about we do the free land instead? And so that's in true John Fisher fashion, what they're planning to do. Um, the timeline for a ballpark to be built would still be starting in 2024, and then it would be done in 2027. Or, you know, if there's delays, and there's never delays in construction, so obviously it'd be 2027, but it could be 2028 as well. That was mentioned in the article. Um, everything's insane. And everything's ridiculous. Does this mean anything good or bad? I don't know. Uh, there's going to be a meeting. I'll, I'll talk more about it on tomorrow's show. On Thursday, there's going to be a meeting um, for the uh, the Port of Oakland, I believe. They're going to be talking. Uh, there's going to be some some representatives from the A's. I think Dave Cavill's going to be there. And you can kind of you can tune in via Zoom and uh, sound off if you would like to about, uh, hey, we'd like to keep the A's here. You guys are ridiculous. What What's going on? Or just, I don't know curse Dave Cavill out. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are, but uh, I assume that some people are going to be doing that. Um, so that that's that's something that you can do. Uh, I've tweeted out the link from Locked On Ace, so you guys can check it out over there. But uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more in depth about that on tomorrow's show. But coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about some of the A's injuries. And uh, yeah, I mean, as I'm recording, the A's are up one to nothing on Tuesday against the New York Yankees. And so not talking about that game in the Monday game uh, happened almost 24 hours ago, so that's where we are, and so we're going to talk about general stuff, and then on tomorrow's show, we'll also recap the entire series, because I'll just record in the afternoon on Wednesday, and uh, that that will be that. So, uh, we're going to talk about Mason Miller and Ramon Laureano and their injury updates, coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. There's no better uh, place to bet all playoff long, NBA playoff long, uh, than America's number one sportsbook, and that is FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Uh, if you bet on the Warriors winning this series, they're down 3-1. Do you still think they can do it? No sweat first bet guaranteed. That's how you do it right there. No sweat first bet. Bet on the Warriors. They're coming back. They're coming back, I say. Uh, do I know that for sure? No, I don't. Anyways, uh, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. The A's take on the Yankees on Wednesday morning at 9.35 a.m. And you can catch the local broadcast on the SiriusXM app. All you got to do is download the SXM app and uh, search for athletics. You can find the local broadcast and uh, listen to all the action from there. Maybe the A's are going to be going for another uh, series win. We'll see how tonight goes and uh, forward. But 
Um, one thing that I did want to, I was going to preview the entire series and then my son failed to go to bed ever. And so we didn't. I had it written out, didn't happen. But the pitching matchups for all three games were fairly even. Um, J.P. Sears and Nestor Cortez. J.P. Sears, I thought, would do fine. And he was all right. Uh, but Nestor Cortez, very good pitcher. So that one didn't go well. Uh, tonight, you got Rusinski and Clark. They both, they have similar ERAs. Tomorrow, it's, uh, I think it's Johnny Brito and uh, Kyle Muller. Similar ERAs. So, hey, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. But uh, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I have it by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. That's at Inside the A's on Twitter or si.com slash MLB slash athletics. But let's talk about these couple of injury updates that we got for you guys. First one, the, the big one here, Mason Miller. Um, after Sunday start, he felt a little bit of tightness in his right elbow. And so uh, he was getting evaluated. He had an MRI. And today, Tuesday, we got the results of that MRI. Uh, the results are it's clean structurally. So that's great. That's great. He doesn't need Tommy John off the bat. So that's great. Um, and that's per part, uh, Mark Kotze. He, that's what he told, uh, basically Martin Gallegos, <laughs> the only reporter that was at that scrum. Uh, and then quotes, uh, depending on the shortest level, the best case scenario is for Miller to start playing catch on Friday. Uh, there is no plan to place him on the, uh, IL as of right now. Um, it, that sounds good. That sounds like a win. Um, he might spend some time there. He's made four consecutive starts and, I don't know that that's a career high, but it actually might be. Um, and just a real quick thing. I know that he was going for that no-hitter against Seattle uh, last Tuesday. And everyone's like, ah, screw his arm. He sucks. Who cares about his health? This is why you, you don't let him go 130-140 in going for a no-hitter. Is because even without it, he got hurt. And you could point to that and be like, oh, he would have gotten hurt anyway. Why not let him try and achieve history and be one of the... I don't know, 1,200 people that have ever thrown a no-hitter. Meh. I think he'd rather have a career, honestly, uh, and then hopefully throw a no-hitter later. If not, oh well, that's fine. Um, so that's that's the Mason Miller update for you guys. So far, no Tommy John. That's great. Uh, no structural damage. That's great. Hopefully, he's playing catch in Oakland on Friday. And the A's are coming back to face the uh, Texas Rangers on Thursday, so... Uh, they'll be home for even a day at that point. But uh, then we got Ramon Laureano update, uh, and it, there's actually no real update past what we saw on Monday. Uh, when he made a, a leaping catch, he crashed into the wall, and it came up grabbing his neck a little bit. Um, he saved extra bases. It wasn't going to be a home run, but he saved extra bases. And uh, came up grabbing his neck, and he was trying to like work it out, and he, he didn't feel great. Um, trainer came out. Mark Kotze came out, they pulled him from the game, J.J. Vlade went in, and uh, basically, uh, after the game, he said that Ramon Laureano is in uh, concussion protocol, and there's been no update on that. There's, they're, they're trying to get him through the tests as of Tuesday, and that they, they would have an update on Ramon Laureano's status on Wednesday morning, I, I would assume, because it's a morning game, so there you go. Uh, that is where we are with Ramon Laureano. Um... One thing is if he does need to go on the IL, for, even for a few days, like for a concussion thing, that would be a seven-day IL stint, and they could backdate it to yesterday. That'd be fine. Or I guess today, because he played yesterday. 
Anyways, um, but Connor Capel is the only outfielder on the A's 40-man roster, which is a little bit worrisome. Uh, I mean, he's fine, but defensively, that the A's outfield would be a little shaky at that point. Blade's good. Uh, Ruiz is pretty solid, but he's still, you know, learning the ropes a little bit. Uh, Rooker and Cable are kind of like, eh, sure, I guess. Um, but, you know, having Ramon Laureano out there is, that, that's a plus. You want Ramon Laureano playing right field because he has that arm and he keeps people at bay. Uh, I guess Blade kind of does that as well, but um, you don't want to necessarily have Ruiz, Rooker, and Cable all out there at the same time because that's not your best defensive outfield. I don't think that it would come to that. I think that Blade would just get more playing opportunities, but um, that that is... That, that is a worrisome thing. Also, would the A's necessarily go for another outfielder? They, they could use Tony Kemp if they wanted to, um, since they don't have another right-handed bat um, that would be an outfielder. They could use Tony Kemp as, you know, instead of uh, Connor Cable. There's a lefty right there. Get him into the, the lineup a little bit more often. And then you could even bring up, like, Jonah Bride or something like that. But um, not a lot of 40-man options that uh, that the A's have currently. So um, hopefully, I mean, obviously, hopefully Ramon Laureano's okay, and hopefully he's okay because the A's don't have other options right now. And it'd be nice to see the A's, I don't know, play competitively. And uh, they seem to do better when Ramon Laureano's in the lineup. And he's fun to play. He's fun to watch play as well. So uh, hopefully he's doing okay. We'll have an update on that on tomorrow, uh, on tomorrow's show. Well, uh, man. On tomorrow's show. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about Dallas Braden's statement about the Glenn Kuyper thing. So we're going to talk about that here in just one second. Wake up on Wednesday, make a cup of coffee, and then turn on the A's game on the Sirius XM app because the A's are on the East Coast playing the Yankees, and you can catch the hometown broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just download the SXM app. Search for athletics and you can find the game from there. Also, you can find the Locked On A's podcast if you feel like listening to Why not have all of your A's stuff in one locate in one app? Why not? Well, sounds like a good time. Uh, so go ahead and download the Sirius XM app and just have some fun listening to some A's takes and some A's baseball. Uh, but also, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. If you are, Make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. That's Inside the A's. That's si.com slash LLB slash athletics. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about uh, the Dallas Braden statement. I'm just going to put it on the screen for you guys on YouTube so you guys can read along. Uh, and then I will read it aloud for the audio listeners uh, in my best, I don't know, library voice. I don't know. Uh, here we go. So <clears throat> he tweeted this out uh, on Monday after Monday's game. It says, as those of you who know me recognize, I usually speak out about injustices in order to find understanding and push conversations forward. Several people have questioned my lack of response to an issue that took place on air during the pregame broadcast of the Oakland A's game against the Kansas City Royals at Kauffman Stadium on Friday, May 5th. I believe my silence has been misrepresented. Uh, this is definitely something that a lot of people that I have seen have been questioning and wondering, like, hey, what? it didn't seem like he reacted to this. What's up with that? Um, and so this this is him talking about that. Uh, at the time of the incidents, I was not aware of anything that had... Uh, sorry, I'm going to start again because I thought that I mispronounced the word. At the time of the incident, I was not aware that anything in the broadcast was amiss. Uh, the nuances of live television mean that sometimes we, as broadcasters, miss... Some, uh, miss some of what you, our audience, see and hear. 
We have producers speaking in our ears and uh, about what is next. We are forming or, or our words or to articulate our thoughts. We are moving uh, direction from camera to camera. We are waiting for cues. We are checking around. Uh, we have lots of things. Uh, we have lots going on and that is not always visible to our audience. In that moment, I missed the comments and I was not aware of anything until the sixth inning when Glenn Kuyper made an apology. I would like you to know that the incident has indeed impacted me greatly. First, I want to express my support and encouragement to my broadcast partner, Glenn Kuyper, as he furthers his work in understanding the impact and hurts resulting from his unfortunate mistake. Um, Second, uh, when issues around race occur, I'm always interested in having conversations aimed at finding healing and advancing collaborative discussions. I have reached out at, uh, to have those conversations and I have listened and I have learned. I will uh, continue to seek clarity, encourage learning and engage in dialogue to bring out the best in our diverse community. And uh, you know, it, 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 that was a very well thought out. It wasn't even an apology, it was just a statement. And uh, it, it was more well thought out, I think, than either of Glenn Kuyper's. Granted, it took a few days, so we had more time to, to let it ruminate and sit. And so that was cool. And, um, you know, I, I think that I'm inclined to believe him. I, I know that it, it, it could be a lie. I know how things work, but uh, I'm inclined to believe that he did have somebody talking in his ear or he was not listening to what Glenn Kuyper said. And that's why he didn't react. And um, because that, that is kind of what happens. I this is a weird thing, but I watch wrestling and, uh, and, uh, there would always be, you know, uh, stories about Vince McMahon just yelling in the announcer's ears while stuff was going on and they were announcing a match. And, uh, that always sounded awful to me. And so, uh, just anybody that's wearing a headset, I've always been like, oh, that sounds bad. I don't know that I could do that. I can do this. Cause I, I'm like, oh, I just assumed it sounds great. And then we just record and yay. And I just freewheel my thoughts. Uh, but yeah, that, that sounds hard. Um, and so I could imagine that being the case right here with, uh, with Glenn saying what he said and then Dallas Braden, uh, either being talked to or just formulating his next thought because, uh, some of these things are kind of off the cuff. I, I know that I am better off the cuff. I know that not everybody is like that, but, um, yeah, I just thought that it was an interesting statement. He also, uh, said that uh, he wanted to express his support and encouragement for his broadcast partner, Glenn Kuyper. It does say, for my broadcast partner, so that he didn't give away anything as to what's going on with the suspension there. Uh, but he did say, as he furthers his work in understanding the impact and hurt resulting from the unfortunate mistake, um, that leads you to believe that he did not know that that was a hurtful word. I don't know. It kind of th sounded weird in that regard. Uh, but that was really my only, like, ah, takeaway. Um, but yeah, that is what has been said. And these are just the big stories in A's land. That's what we went over today and they're not time sensitive. So that's why we're doing them today. And then we will talk about A's baseball on tomorrow's show. But that is all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown A's your first listen of the day. Uh, for you every day is tomorrow. We're going to be recapping the Yankees series and getting you ready for the Texas series because, uh, hey, why not? And we're also going to be uh, talking a little bit about that Zoom call with the Port of Oakland to express your support for the Oakland days or not. I don't know. Do whatever you're going to do, but just uh, make sure Dave Calvin knows about it, I guess is what I, where I'm at right now. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. I'll talk with you tomorrow. Bye.